You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. What's up? Another Thursday episode of Clapback Culture. We done made it back. What up? What up? What's up? <laughs> Jake, where you been at, y'all? I've been, um, I've been getting money. Where the fuck you been? Um, uh, I just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> famous quotes by black people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, look share the stream, share the live. I actually was just doing that myself. I was sharing it on Facebook. Share it with a friend, tune in, you guys. But um, yeah, welcome to another Thursday episode of Clapback Culture. I'm your girl, Jules Jesse, and I am sitting co-host with JC from the OBT. Um, We took a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back. This is week three since we have been back in business. Glad my boy's not somewhere on a flight, but I think you you must still be out of town because I heard you say he was in L.A. Yeah, there's, there's palm trees. There's, I've been in and out of L.A. like all goddamn months. Um, not, I mean, there why, are worse places. Why, why is that a bad thing? Why Wait, I mean, there are worse places to be, so I'm not complaining. Um, L.A. is one of my favorite cities. I was, I was talking to one of my friends earlier, and I was just like, it's just too hard to live out here. Like, I've gotten accustomed to a certain level of ease and comfort that LA would disrupt if I moved out. Like California in general would disrupt if I moved out. So I was like, I like it here, but I also like leaving and going back to $3 gas. Um, Like, you know what I'm saying? I never really thought about it like that, but you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's hard out here. It's hard out here, but I love it. All right, well, Listen, you and that $5 a gallon, just stay put. Um, But welcome, everybody. Welcome to our show. Let's go ahead and get started. We have a few topics that, of course, we cannot skip past. Um, I think we should kick it off with what is going on today, you guys. So you guys know that Congress is going smack at TikTok. TikTok is under fire. And in his first appearance, the TikTok CEO uh, Shu Chu, Shay Chu, Shay Chu. I hope I'm saying your name right. TikTok CEO Shay Chu um, was grilled and peppered by lawmakers today, you guys, in a congressional hearing. Um, and lawmakers basically are just continuing that conversation of their skepticism of whether or not the companies. Um, protecting U- U.S. user information and their concern about their ties to China. Uh, we do have a video here where one lawmaker didn't hold back. Let's take a look. Mr. Show, I'd like to direct your attention to the screen for a short video, if you don't mind. Mr. Show, that video was posted 41 days ago. As you can see, it is captioned me as F at the House Energy and Commerce Committee on March 23rd of this year. This video was posted before this hearing was publicly noticed. I think that's a very interesting point to raise. But more concerning is the fact that it names this chairwoman by name. Your own community guidelines state 
that you have a firm stance against enabling violence on or off TikTok. We do not allow people to use our platform to threaten or incite violence or to promote violent extremist organizations, individuals, or acts. When there is a threat to public safety or an account is used to promote or glorify off-platform violence, we ban the account. This video has been up for 41 days. It is a direct threat to the chairwoman of this committee, the people in this room, and yet it still remains on the platform. And you expect us to believe that you are capable of maintaining the data security, privacy and security of 150 million Americans where you can't even protect the people in this room? I think that is a blatant display of how vulnerable people who use TikTok are. You couldn't take action after 41 days when a clear threat, a very violent threat to the chairwoman of this committee and the members of this committee was posted on your platform. You damn well know that you cannot protect the data and security of this committee or the 150 million users of your app because it is an extension of the CCP. And with that, I yield back. Can I respond, Chair? No, we're going to move on. Listen, is she finished or is she done? Like, boy, like, yo, she went in. Oh, my God. I didn't see that clip till you just did it. Wow. Yeah. Well, give, give me your first reaction. Go ahead. Um, I think so. There's multiple things that happen. Number one, um, I just think it's funny that that video is up for 41 days and is threatening like actual violence against people in Congress. But my little videos about slavery get taken down in two hours. So that's neither here nor there. But um, <laughs> that's the first thing. That's my first thought. Like I've never threatened to kill anybody in any of my videos. I simply talk about past deaths and or murderers. Like that's it. And <laughs> like, <laughs> like my videos get taken down in two hours. So number one, that's wild. Um, but number two, I think the biggest thing is everybody focusing on TikTok, but everything in your house is made from China, mm. right? So your PlayStation, your smart TV, your phone, your lamp, your smart refrigerator. Trust me, if China wants to know something about any of us, mm. it already does. <laughs> They've been listening. Like you think like China is not China is not an American ally. We simply tolerate each other. So do you think that the number one importer of Chinese goods who we ain't exactly cool with is not going to put something in your Alexa to hear it when you talk to it and talk? Come on now. Like, that's just it's that's absurd to me. Like, that's smokescreen. But, you know, so the argument that TikTok is making is that TikTok doesn't operate in China. Right. Um, but the Chinese government enjoys a significant amount of coverage or has a significant significant amount of leverage, excuse me, of businesses um, that are under the jurisdiction, which is TikTok, right? right. So TikTok is, has headquarters in Los Angeles and in Singapore, but they're tied to China in a sense that um, the business, I believe, um, has some type of oversight with the Chinese government. Um, there's also 7,000 employees of TikTok that are working in the U.S. So the CEO of TikTok really was trying to use this opportunity to kind of separate um, themselves and really show this kind of sense of loyalty uh, to U.S. waters. But 
it's interesting, uh, JC, because I agree with you that this is kind of par for the course. Like TikTok is one of many Chinese-based businesses right. that are kind of like connected in this manner um, and would have access to data. Not to mention um, that there's hackers all over the world. So if this is the thing, I mean, we're kind of off task, but lawmakers who are who are you know kind of discussing their skepticism skepticism. Can I speak today? Um, I feel some type of way about them because I feel like they also don't know a lot about the platform. Um, and they're kind of just regurgitating the same argument that TikTok is a weapon by the Chinese Communist Party to come right. out and spy on you, right? Like that is the overarching um, kind of argument, but they're calling it, you know, they're not even calling it TikTok, like tick tick, tick tac. It's, it's giving, uh, it's giving uh, Mark Zuckerberg Facebook inquiry. 2018. Exactly, right? It's, it's very like, <laughs> like, come on. So, so, so super out of touch. Right. Um, Facebook is doing the same thing, allowing bullying. Right? Shout out. What, what up, Darnell? Um, what I, up, Darnell? I agree. Um, and I agree with Ramona as well. I would love to have heard his response. Um, I mean, but it, it's kind of like she said what she said. And she made great points. But I just think that, again, I, TikTok is like the least of America China worries. Like, I'm not, I don't like, I don't care about TikTok. I don't care what information that the Chinese may have gleaned from TikTok. I don't care. I'm again. Here's, here's why we should care because if TikTok is a is a platform used for the Chinese Communist Party to spy on us, okay. they will have access to data that includes our login and passwords, which like a lot of people use the same login and passwords for everything. So they would have access to essentially everything, right? Like access to your email, access to your bank accounts, to your tax statements. I mean, people use the same username or username being your email and their password kind of across the board. So this would be a very dangerous path if a foreign government was able to have this information because would you be keeping that same energy if Russia had it? Again, who, 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 you have a laptop, you have a MacBook? Yes. Okay, that that was made in China, so I guarantee you they already got that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If they really wanted to do something, if they really want the information, they will obtain it. Like you know what I'm saying? Again, everything that I, like eighty percent of all like goods or some crazy statistic is from China. So like you're worried about TikTok, you're worried about the app, but not the phone that the app uses that was also built in the country that is currently maybe kind of a little bit hostile towards us like it doesn't it's smokescreen to me like what are we what what's the real deal here like tiktok is a problem sure but so is your playstation 5 your macbook your iphone your samsung your whatever else like well let us know down in the comments you guys what you think about this are you going to stop using tiktok there is a hundred and fifty million active users on the platform one of the largest social media platforms in the united states so, I don't know. We could talk about this more. That's half the country. It's 320. Yeah, that's literally a little under half the country. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
All right. Well, um, some good news. There is a new referendum coming through in Australia since we're talking about foreign governments. Um, on a date yet to be set, Australians will be asked whether the nation's indigenous people that make up 3.2 percent of the population should be recognized in the Constitution. So what does this mean? Well, the Australian prime minister um, basically announced and, and said that there is a new proposed piece of legislation that would recognize the first people, the indigenous people of Australia to be represented in the constitution. Um, and he got very choked up, um, very emotional about this because he said this has been a very long time coming, yet they have shown such patience. He's saying they being the indigenous people, um, and, and they've shown much patience and optimism through this process. And that spirit of cooperation and thoughtful, respectful dialogue has been so important at arriving at this point is such a united fashion. A yes vote would recognize the indigenous people um, in the constitution and create an indigenous body to advise the federal parliament on policies and projects relating to indigenous people. So the question is, do you approve do you approve this proposed alteration to the constitution you you that's me you want me to so um because so I, I i brought this i was the one that brought this because i saw it this morning and i was pissed like i was livid because the mm -hmm. thing about this is when this very white prime minister says that the indigenous people of australia have been patient and kind of they don't have a choice you literally imagine People, imagine somebody shows up at your house, mm -hmm. uninvited, breaks into your house, brings their family in your house. Full squatter. Kills you, puts your body and your family's body in the dumpster, invite more of their friends and family to do the same thing to your neighbors. Mm. And then sit up and say, oh, you know, 200 years later, oh, by the way, I wonder if we should at least acknowledge the fact formally that it was these persons, that it was Julia's house. Let's name it Julia Lane. Like that, how, like, <laughs> I was like the caucasity of, I just, and, and so, and it's like, I've been to Australia. I've actually interacted with Aboriginals. Like people think Aborigines in Australia are African. They'll tell you firsthand that we trace our roots back to Africa. They look like you and me. Yeah. Um, Hair is a little bit more curly, but that's they look really when I was walking around Sydney, white people double took me because they thought I was and then was like, oh, wait, that hair is a little that that hair got a little bit too much nap on it. Where are you from? Um, and so it's just wild to me to read a story like this, like that. <sighs> Yeah, so that's that was my. Should they absolutely? They should also pay these people. Like they. That was my topic. <laughs> don't just don't don't just don't just okay. Invite them into parliament. That's fine. Let's talk about reparations. What you going to pay these people? Because these when I don't think people understand. Like the only reason that Australia is even a country, if you will, is because the American Revolution and Independence forced Britain to find a new place to put their prisoners, and mm. so they sent them to Australia. So mm. essentially a bunch of prisoners and the British government took over and killed an entire population of people. Mm. 
out of nowhere. And so I'm like, do you really like, is this anyway? Yeah. So that's your yes. Yes. And pay them period. Yes. And pay them immediately now. Yes. Um, I, I think this is a, a great step in the right direction. It's historic. Should this measure pass? Um, and I think it speaks volumes to what we could do here in the United States when talking about making amendments to the Constitution, yes. which is just like, oh, no, we can't do that. When yes. we're thinking about, well, our founding fathers built this not in the best context. You know what I'm saying? And so I think um, this is a great step forward. And I, I love to see how this plays out. I would love to see how this piece of legislation could be adapted for black people here in the United States um, and what type of re respirations could be um, sought after reparations excuse me <laughs> yes black that. people need to breathe too black people need to breathe absolutely I'm on respirations. respiration and reparation amen um yeah, this is great. I mean, it's great dialogue. Let's see if it'll actually pull through because this is the thing. To put something like this on the floor and you have the prime minister back it doesn't mean it's going to pass. So right. the people have to choose this. They have to say that 3.2% of their population is worth changing the constitution. Correct. And a fun fact that I always like to tell people, especially Americans, when we like to talk about our constitution is this and our constitution is that French, the France has changed their constitution 15 different times since the French Revolution in 1789. 15 different times have the parliament in France went in and been like, ah, maybe we should change that. Oh, let's do this. Uh, let's do that. Uh, no, that's not working no more. Like literally 15 times. We can't do it once. We still on we still on the same first draft. Yeah. Like the same first draft. We still like yeah. we didn't rewrite the bill that said that black people were three fifths of a person. I don't even understand that 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 math, but whatever. We we just changed it and be like, oh no, nah, y'all free. Like we come on, fam. Yeah. Well let's see. Let's see what happens. So we will keep up on this. Um, of course, this will be worldwide news if this does happen. So we'll keep up on this and come back and bring you more information um, when it comes out. Uh, something I'm that's San Francisco. Oh, I'm sorry, I was reading Darnell's comment. I'm I'm moving to San Francisco. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so another thing that has been a hot topic, of course, is this continuing conversation about whether or not Donald Trump is going to be picked up by them boys. Okay. Um, I definitely wanted to use this photo because this is the fake photo, you guys, that they used. Um, artificial intelligence to put together <laughs> Trump running away from the police. But this, he's got this indictment kind of hanging over his head, a, a number of indictments, right? He has the indictment uh, in question from New York, from Georgia, and from the U.S. Um, Department of Justice. Is any of this stuff gonna stick? New York is trying to get him on charges that have to do with the Stormy Daniels and paying out $130,000 as mm -hmm. a cover up um, for his affair that he had, which was so stupid because he should have just let her have the tell all. I don't think that would have stopped him from being elected as president. Right. Um, 
And then we have the charges that are the indictment looming over his head from uh, Georgia, which has to do with election fraud um, and him saying, I need those 11,780 votes. I need you to find that specific number. Um, and then the U.S. Department of Justice, um, in terms of uh, those documents, the, the sealed documents, right, the classified documents, which to some respect, I feel like isn't really a big deal because when you leave your job, nine times out of 10, you're going to have a lot of stuff that you take with you. Okay. Right. He didn't file right. it all the way. He didn't shred it. He didn't throw it away. He didn't store it. I mean, come on, like not that big of a deal, but they're trying to find something to okay. stick on this guy. And they're saying that if this does happen, this would jeopardize his opportunity to run again for president in 2024. JC, is this going to hold Donald Trump back? So first, I want to challenge you about the documents, because I feel like in normal instances, yes, it wouldn't be a big deal. But considering, by and large, Trump is a puppet of the Russian government, I do worry about like what is in your garage and who you don't. And like I just that worries me just a wee bit. Um, But I feel like if any of those charges are going to stick, it's going to be New York. Because there's a black lady named Tish, and she's not playing. And she needs to be protected at all costs. (laughs) She needs to be protected at all costs. Georgia, um, I mean, Atlanta's not Georgia. Georgia's not Atlanta. I'll leave it at that. And, uh, yeah, if if it's going to be anything, it's going to be Georgia. I mean, it's going to be New York. It's definitely going to be New York. Because Tish ain't Tish 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 is on that ass. Okay, Tish is on that ass like tissue. She wants... Donald Trump, and I'm 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 here for it. I honestly don't think any of these things are going to stick. Um, Donald Trump is like a cat with 150 lives. Right. If something were going to stick, I think it would have stuck a long time ago. Um, I'm always I always think about why Trump wanted to run for president. I guess it was just that need for power. But I'm like, wow, you lived such a great life before people started probing in your business. Like when you didn't have to submit your tax returns, you didn't have these issues. Like people thought you were cruddy, but you weren't the leader of the free world. So no one really cared as much as they do now. And now you're trying to like run again and disrupt democracy here in the United States. It's like, why even put yourself out in these streets like that? If you know that you're out here, like not doing the best thing, like you're kind of like a grimy, sleazy kind of guy. Why not just stay in the cut and live your best life? It wasn't like he had a terrible life, but you know, power is, is, is addicting. So why not to everything that you just said, why not? Man, to give up power, to sacrifice power and privilege. Thank you, Harry Jefferson. To sacrifice power and privilege to be indicted with the what is he still What is he still free? He's still rich ish. He's still. Ish. What is he sacrificing? If anything, he gained. He gained more popularity. He's he has a he has a he has a security detail for the rest of his life paid for by you and me. What do so you lose? think it doesn't even matter? Like, so you think he'll never be arrested? 
I think he'll never go to jail. I think he could potentially be arrested if the indictment goes through. How does that even work, though? Like, there's some, like, how do you, A, arrest a former president and B, okay, again, like I just said, him and his family have a lifelong security detail. Mm-hmm. It's the security to the, the, like, the where do you put him in? Like, what prison do you put him in? Is the jail are the guards inside of the jail with him? Like, do you understand? Like, I'm trying to wrap my mind around how this works. This is the the amount of white boy magic that Trump has done is astounding. Like, Harry Potter ain't got nothing on this man. So, I'm just sitting here, like, I don't understand how these things, you know, I don't. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. I see him absolutely having the audacity to run again for president, but I don't ever see Donald Trump doing a perp walk. Nope. Or sitting in a courtroom where they're like, all right, you're going to be sentenced and going to jail. Like it's not giving that it's going to be some behind closed doors because he knows where the bodies are buried. I just, I don't see it. It's just, I don't, if Russell Simmons escaped Me Too charges, Trump isn't worried about hush money. I agree. Um, I agree. I agree. I just, I'm not worried about hush money. I don't care about the $130,000 he gave to Stormy Daniels to not say that she has sex with him. Like, it's not given that. Nor do I feel like that should have anything to do about whether or not he should be president. Um, even though it is a crime because of the way that they wrote it into the business transaction. But I right. mean, there are hard for the course. You don't Thank think you. Joe Biden did something Donna like that? Kennedy, you don't think Bill, Bill Clinton, Clinton uh, Barack Obama. Come on. I mean, girls, honey, nobody is perfect. You don't think Barack had a stormy? No, not Stormy. Oh. No, hell no. But what I'm saying is there could potentially be, and I hate to talk about Brother Barack, but I'm going to say any individual of that stature, except for, um, <laughs> what's my girl who's just on the Supreme Court? Um, her name, her name uh, begets me right now, but... What I'm saying is not everybody's perfect. There is a picture somewhere of Barack Obama smoking a J. Like, you don't think somebody was like, listen, we gonna make sure we fund your nonprofit so you don't ever leak that great photo of you and Barack. Like, you know what I'm saying? There is some kind of level of that when you're going into this political environment where people are like, hey, just chill on that. You know, so it doesn't have to be like a sexual scandal to be scandalous. Okay, I get it. I, I get it. There's, there, there might be something. Like, I, I will admit, and I give it to you on that. I'm, I'm, I just, I don't have. Thank you, Darnell Justice Jackson. I don't, I don't, I don't need him to go to jail. I just need him to never run for president ever again. Have anything to do with elected office? That's cool with that. You can be free. That's fine. I mean, you've been skirting the law. Fine. Honestly, if we can negotiate that to say, listen, we won't take you to jail if you just don't ever run for president. You or public office, public office in general. Like, I don't want you running for state council, uh, PTA meetings. I don't want nothing. No organization. (laughs) I don't even want you to be a neighborhood commissioner. I don't want you to do anything. Just sit this one out. 
Okay. <laughs> Don't let Michelle hear you, Jules. Uh, I'm sorry. Listen, I whispered it, but you you guys know what I'm saying. Like, I don't know for sure, but y'all know what I'm saying. Not everybody is perfect. And I would argue that Michelle probably knows where the bodies are buried. Okay. She probably was like, listen, call such and such. And hey, just you know, tell she's on the south side. Like, what you mean? <laughs> I mean, Michelle is militant. Michelle is militant AF. She is super black. She toned down the blackness to be in the white house. Michelle and, is Michelle. And there's that. <laughs> Michelle, Michelle is, is more black than Barack. Yeah, like, like literally long. the reason why. Like she's literally the reason why we love Barack. Like Barack, Barack. cool, but Michelle is ours. Like this is. <laughs> right, All right. right. You know who else is ours is this Amazon driver, you guys. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Amazon is back like it never left, hard at work. I have this special clip I want to share with you, but you know how they always talk about um, Amazon delivery drivers and how they have to do everything to get their job done despite the obstacle? Take a look at what your boy did. Let's see it. Amazon, hard at work. <laughs> In the midst of a standoff, he's going to deliver his package. I don't give up. Listen, police, I'm here. He's, all right, <laughs> he, did a, he did a selfie with the joint. You guys, we have to take better care of our Amazon drivers because that that's the perfect excuse to not deliver a package. It's like right. there's an active police standoff right now. Right. Like, did you also notice that that was a beautiful neighborhood? It was really nice, actually. I was like, damn, because I was like, oh, is this? Because uh, I was trying to figure out, is that New York or was it Raleigh? Because they look like Raleigh PD cars, and I'm familiar with Raleigh. My family's from Raleigh, so I was like, I'm trying to figure out, is that North Carolina? I was trying to figure out where that was. That's actually a good um, guess. I don't know where it's at. Mm-hmm. Um, I just has, like has I, they unionized here? So Raleigh's probably a good guess because the girl who's taping it is a neighbor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riley, Riley might be because I've seen those police cars before. I was like, "What police?" I said, "These because he's not New York." I think it is Riley. I'm, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, those are Riley PD police cars. So that makes sense. But have they unionized yet? No. Because I need, I need union. Because like, bruh, if I see something like that, I'm just leaving the I'm the package undeliverable. I'm gonna take a picture of the package and the police and be like, "Listen." <laughs> Like now you are hitting us with all the funnies tonight to deliver packages by any means by any means necessary or to be fired um but shout out to that amazon driver for getting that package in i don't think they're gonna need it i think they got bigger fish to fry (laughs) (laughs) 
Linda, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about Megan Good. She sat down with Essence, you guys, and she's talking about her divorce and her plans for celibacy. You're watching Clapback Culture. COVID-19 hurt my income, my health, and my family. We were about to lose our home when we heard we might be eligible for homeowner assistance funds from the government. We called 1-877-894-HOME and a housing counselor stepped in. They talked to our lender and saved our home because falling on hard times does not have to mean losing your home. Federal funding details at WashingtonHAF.org. Everybody, you know, me and Besa, my girl, we had to pull up to Market Street Shoes once again, y'all. And you know, we do this every season. We have to get the new shoes, the new boots. And this time I even got a coat. Yeah, no, you did walk in without a coat. I really I'm did. glad you found one. But their boots were on point. Yes, the boots, the bags. I even grabbed a flannel. Yeah, you did. You know, and I was able to get some hats and everything. I was really impressed. And you know I was impressed because, of course, I got those white boots that you guys see me wearing everywhere these days. Yeah, no, I, I look at your white boots and I'm like, darn it, they only have one pair. Me and Basin wear the same size. Of course, every time we walk out with several bags in hand. Several bags and sometimes even a backpack, you guys. Make sure you check out Market Street Shoes. Yeah, please check them out. where they go, Basa? Ooh, 2232 Northwest Market Street, Seattle, Washington. y'all welcome back welcome back welcome back oh you're just gazing at those palm trees aren't you i was actually checking to make sure that it was connected still because like i said oh. hotel wi-fi is trash we we hot spot shorty over here right now <laughs> we like that for you well yes essence finally sat down with making good um and they actually gave her the cover and this is you know, to my surprise, her actual first cover, like really her first solo cover in wow ever. Um, wow. 40, she's 41 years old and she's been acting since 10. A lot of the conversation in the article is just talking about her career and her journey, um, the different movie roles she's taken and kind of like how she's transitioned into her career. But of course she touches on, um, you know, some some things about the divorce. Uh, she also talks about celibacy and her plans to perhaps be celibate again following the divorce. Um, she's still saying that, you know, it has nothing to do. The divorce had nothing to do with uh, cheating, um, that they both made the decision to walk away amicably. Um, and it has nothing to do with the fact that they didn't have any kids because she still wants to have children. So. I brought this to you because Megan Good is talking about this is her being in the prime of her life. And I, and I pose this question to the women in the audience tonight. She's 41 years old. She's newly divorced. She has no kids. Her career is really in a great space right now. She's doing major roles like on Harlem. 
is this the time for her to go back into being celibate? Should she try to date again? Like, what do you think her plan should be? And how difficult, JC, I'll bring this to you. How difficult do you think it'll be for her to kind of get back into the mix following this divorce? Uh, it's funny because I just had a conversation with one of my coworkers about like, you know, pregnancy, women's rights, all of that stuff. So I'll say that I think she should do whatever she feels like she wants to do with her body because it's hers. I'm all for that. Um, um, I don't know. I think uh, I like her career. I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm also a man. So never mind. I was going to say like, and I'm a man that can have kids literally whenever I want, if I want them. Um, And Mm -hmm. so I know that there are different constraints, if you will, regarding men and women and biological clocks. Uh, So I don't, I don't know, man. I think she, I think she should just let whatever happens happens. Um, I think, you know, since her career is good right now, focus on her career. Um, Don't be worried about no man for whatever reason. Um, and just keep her, you know, hey, hey I, I don't, I think it's a dope idea if she's celibate. More power to her because I can't be, not on purpose. Um, so, <laughs> not on purpose. Um, this is, uh, you know, I, I think I, I, I'm enjoying that she's bringing this conversation to the floor. She's such a classy, like, she's just mm-hmm. a class act. She's one of, um, one of the women in Hollywood that I absolutely admire. I think she took a lot of hits when she was married to Devon Franklin. And a lot of people question her faith and her um, connection to God because of the outfits that she decided to wear. But she's gorgeous. Her body is banging. Um, she's a great actress. Um, and I can't wait to see what she does professionally. And I'm, you know, the, the woman in me is just excited to see that she's, continuing to share her journey while she is in the prime of her life. So, you know, I think she's just a class act. We'll see what happens. Um, And she's opening up more about the divorce. I don't know how they broke up. Maybe they just grew apart. You know, I would love to hear the full tea. Um, But, you know, until then, we'll see. I don't know about the celibacy. I'm thinking you're 41, girl. Um, you know, get out there and date. You know, you don't have to sleep with every man that you date, but I'm like, get out right. there and date. Like, you know, find a life I, partner. I think, too, like, having gone through a not-so-great breakup, like, there's a period of time where you need to, like, reflect inward. And mm-hmm. I think that's essentially kind of what she's saying that she's doing. And maybe she's not the type of person that can reflect inward while doing outward things. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe that's yeah. kind of, like, what she means. I think this is is what more women should kind of like, they should follow in these footsteps. You know, this, I think this is a very genuine move for um, Megan Good and the fact that she's kind of speaking out on that when we have a lot of praisers, you know, someone like Sierra, no tea, no shade, who is scantily clad, you know, holding the arm of her husband who got a lot of criticism for people being like, why are you out here? with your ass out and you're married. Whereas somebody like making good is single and is like, I'm about to just make sure I don't have sex with anybody so I can get myself together. So I don't know. It's like, it's two totally different trajectories mm-hmm. um, on that spectrum. So we'll see. I think it's, it's interesting, but 
I want to go ahead. I was going to ask for like, wasn't her ex husband like a pastor or something? Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. 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 Exactly. Hmm. <clears throat> and the, I'm telling you, the church people, the good church people, was they was on her line. Hmm. Okay. They didn't like the way she dressed. They thought she felt they felt like she was too sexy. Hmm. What's she supposed to do with all that? Like, just you want her in a a, a frock? Like, you want her in a burp and a bag? Like, what a you burpa, a cloak? Right? What you mean? Like, what you? Was she not supposed to show her body just because y'all old and wrinkled and y'all time has passed? Don't mean that she can't show what she got, what the Lord gave her. She mm. did. And, but I mean, it wasn't even out of control. It was like a little cleavage. Every yeah. Now. She got titties. She's a woman. Like, I don't understand. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the problem. Like, what? <laughs> well, I want to move into our clapback culture, you guys. Our clapback for the night. It's gotta be held for Uganda, okay? Uganda is drawing a hard line on their anti-LGBT bill. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this on social media, but the comment section on this is out of control. Um, so let me give you a little bit of what's going on. Wait, do we have a clip? We have a clip. Let's play the clip. We'll come back and we'll talk about it. Uganda's parliament has passed a bill which would criminalize people who identify as LGBTQ, with those found guilty facing up to 10 years in prison. Under the proposed legislation, friends, family and members of the community would have a duty to report individuals in same-sex relationships to the authorities. Homosexual acts are already illegal in the East African country, but the bill seeks to go further and criminalize people on the basis of their sexual identity. The bill passed with widespread support in Uganda's parliament. In our country, we will have our morals, we will protect our children, and we are making this law, we are making this law for ourselves, we are making this law for our children, we are making this law for the children of our children. This country will stand firm. And once it passed, I can tell you, Madam Speaker, we are going to reinforce the law enforcement officers to make sure that homosexuals have no space in Uganda. Okay, well, number one, let me just say, not shocked, not surprised, okay? Homosexuality has already been outlawed or banned, essentially, um, in many different countries. 69, according to an article that I pulled up, to include right. Tanzania. So when I was living in East Africa, um, Amari will tell you guys that it was absolutely illegal to be gay. Some of my gay friends who were there um, used to have to dumb it down. You know what I'm saying? Um, you could be stoned out um, mm -hmm. if you were like caught interacting with the same sex. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this bill is, what is this stopping, right? I don't, I just don't get it. So you're saying that this bill essentially says, if you even identify within the mm -hmm. LGBTQ uh, spectrum, you can go to jail for life. Mm -hmm. If you act on it, which they're calling ag aggravated, aggravated reality. I was like, I ain't never heard that before. <laughs> you can get the death penalty. In addition to they're stamping it by saying, we're going to have law enforcement officials go out and seek these people. But what ain't nobody talking about is how corrupt 
a lot of these countries are, where you'll have law enforcement cracking down on this in order to get a little something put in their pocket. So to Darnell's point, the bill is problematic. To say the very least. It's not new. It was already, I mean, we're outraged because we live in the United States and we have a lot of freedoms to do something. Um, But this isn't going to stop anyone from identifying as queer in any capacity, right? This is just saying that you're going to go to jail for life or we're going to kill you. Right. Um, and, And an interesting note about that is this is actually a less harsh bill because the previous bill before that, that was actually struck down, Mm-hmm. Um, um, condemned uh, gayness by death. Um, if you know me, you know I don't like using the word homo or heterosexual because if you di- do a direct translation from Latin, neither of those words make sense. They don't actually equate to sexual uh, orientation. They yeah. simply state um, they actually don't make any sense at all. Um, and there have been papers written uh, right around the time when this term was created by a German. You have a German creating words in Latin to be, that's problematic in itself. <laughs> that's problematic in itself. And that's why the word don't make sense. But there were plenty of papers that uh, there was a, a one profound scholar in like the late 1800s that was like, this word is stupid. It's an abomination. It doesn't make sense. It, it, you can do the research on that. So I don't use homo and heterosexual. It's just because they're wrong, quite frankly. Um, but secondly, can we dive into the fact that this country is using Christianity as a basis for this rule? And I'm just like, Christianity is also simultaneously the same thing that helped to colonize this country. Like, even if you look, the Madam Speaker had on a white wig and, and white face. And so I'm like, let's, there are so many things wrong with this picture. And I'm I'm not a religious person at all. I never have been, to be very honest. I, I posted a video on my social media where I said religion is weird because a guy that you've never seen told another guy that you've never met rules that you're supposed to live by for rewards in your death that you're not even sure that you're going to get because you've never died. Like, that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so if it, it all it does is like it just gives the government free reign over everyone, right? Because you think that you're only targeting one group of people, but how do you actually prove that someone is gay or queer without having them do the act, right? What's to stop Madam Speaker from being accused of these crimes? And now Madam Speaker is a proposed lesbian or queer person. And now Madam Speaker, the very person that enacted this law, is now going to jail for the law that she it's It doesn't when one of us ain't free, none of us ain't free. Yeah. And so I'm just I'm just like, this doesn't. What are you doing? And I'm just like, how many people in that room making these rules is out here sucking a little pee pee on the weekend? Like, I'm just trying to figure that out. I want the numbers. Well, the the numbers are going to speak for itself, right? You're not going to have 100 people in a room and no one be queer. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, how many people are voting against their self interest right now? Like, what is like, what, like, what? 
what what is like how are you this is stockholm syndrome at its finest like white people have been removed from your country for a very long time but you're adopting the same ideals that help to like literally enslave or decolonialize or deconstruct or destabilize your country yeah and they gone they bingo like and it, i mean this is this is one of those pieces of legislation that's there just to make people feel like shit you know it's it's there to erect fear. It's there to rule by fear. Um, because I don't know if you're essentially gonna be able to arrest someone, try them and then sentence them to death unless you catch them in the act, unless there is something egregious that happens. But if, I mean, how would you ever find it out? I think what right. they're essentially, what the measure is calling for is that this, that queerness need not be promoted, that it need not be publicized. And then this idea of like, we're protecting our kids, but it's like, but what else? Yeah, I'm like, but what are you protecting them from? Because what you're saying is, is if you make this decision, I'm gonna kill you or I'm gonna send you to jail. So just ruling by fear, it's not opening up an opportunity for someone to say like, this is how I was born and this is how I feel. So it's never gonna stop the feeling. No. It's just gonna be like this idea. It's gonna make it worse. Stay away the gay. And I always say, like, whenever people talk about the gay agenda, which is always funny to me, Yaka, I did my I did a video on that. I'm like, is this the straight agenda? Because this is trash. Like, if, if this is the, the straights, I need y'all to do better. Like, this is not like, what is this doing? Like, how does this how does this help anyone or anything? Like, there's what's what's the what here? Like, it doesn't make any active sense to me. Like, there's no logic in it. But wouldn't you argue that there is propaganda around the gay agenda? There's propaganda for the straight agenda. There's propaganda around every single subculture that we have. So there is an agenda, if you will. But I I mean, I'm not going to jump down like the, the conspiracy theory bandwagon. But when we talk about mass media, which is to also include social media, Mm-hmm. Those algorithms are going to play whatever it is that you can mm-hmm. t- feed off of. And mm-hmm. so if there is this influx of like, let's start including queerness into blah, blah, blah. Right. We want to promote mm-hmm. inclusivity of black people, of white people, of Asian people, of whatever, of, of George Floyd issues. We're going to put it out there. And so I think people can feel a bit attacked in a sense of information that's coming to them. It's like, I don't support that issue and I keep seeing it all the time. So I guess the thing about propaganda is we conflate, we conflate the word propaganda as to mean a negative thing when propaganda literally comes from the word propagate, which means to make more of, right? And so Whenever people say that there's too much of this, there's too much gay shit on TV. And I'm like, well, you know, as a gay, I've had to watch straight people do ridiculous things on television my entire life. And so you mean to tell me that for the last seven or so years Mm -hmm. now that queer people are actually given the opportunity to create things, media, 
You expect us not to make stories centering us. You expect us to make stories centering you. That right. is privilege, right? And so when you, I call it the disability of privilege. When you are disabled with privilege, you are unable to see that equality is not a bad thing. Inclusivity is not a bad thing. Nobody is taking away the two or 300 years of, thousands of years of completely straight propaganda that is impossible to do. Um, nobody's taking that away from you. You're not losing anything. It's my, mm -hmm. like, what do you lose from? You can literally just turn the channel. Like, I don't, I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like it doesn't, I just want people to think logically. Like, and whenever, anytime somebody tries to, take something from you who are they giving it to mm -hmm. who is benefiting from what's being taken from is my question that's it it's a cool i mean i love that you brought that point up because that especially that's really the main point is like you're giving this to our kids like i think in the new um there's been a lot of gay characters Yes. In in media for yes. years. But it's never been outward and it's never been discussed. But I think you made such a great point that I never um, heard communicated in that way. And that I'm queer and I have queer stories that live within me, but right. you don't want me to write about them. Right. Why would I write a straight story? There are dozens of those. How I would rather write a story. How can I write a story that doesn't identify with my own real life? Right. right. right? And I mean, like, I'm, I, I, I am completely open to writing straight stories. However, not before I write the gay shit. For what? Like, I need, like, I don't want to see no more straight. Like, I'm not, there are plenty of straight people to write straight shit. I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. We can do that after I've created a whole bunch of gay shit. And then we can be like, you know what? Okay, now I want to write about straight people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and it's just that simple, right? Right. That's it. That's like it. It's, it's, that's it. That's it. That's it. Another it is, thing. Ooh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say no harm. No. I no, just want to write. <laughs> just wanna write. I just want to write about gay shit for gay people. That's it. And if you want, if you're not gay and you want to watch it, that's awesome because I've had to watch straight shit for a very long time, and I don't be like, ah, the goddamn straights are on insecure. Let me watch some. Like no, like that's stupid. I enjoy good storytelling. Period. Like that's not. Which this is why shows like P Valley have been so exceptional and they've been so widely accepted because it that 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 program is just so inclusive. It tells everyone's story. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And Correct. shows like Posh. Let me true. Like right. that was the first time I really understood queerness. Right. I had no idea. I was like, oh, there it is. And right. it takes writers, directors, actors to bring that kind of thing to a straight woman who's never really understood what's going on. Like, I would have never known. Like, my mind was blown. And then I was like, seasons in, like, oh, I'm totally invested. Listen, but I, I understood the plight of a lot of. Right minority queer right. people right and it's and it's always like whenever the classic like my issue with dave Chappelle is not that dave Chappelle tells 
jokes about gay and trans people um because part of me and this is a hot take this is not for don't i, I do not speak for the gays and the lgbtqia plus negative ampersand community i'm speaking for myself um i feel as if part of acceptance is if a comedian is to make jokes like i i don't mind jokes personally being made in my expense because i make jokes back but i do understand that a joke against the community that doesn't have the rights or liberties that I do, I understand how that joke could propagate, there's that word, violence against them in a way because you dehumanize a set of people that aren't seen as human. Like, and, and you're a person that has such a big figure and like, you know what you're doing. Like Dave Chappelle's not stupid. Like he's a very smart man. And so, at that point, it's hard for me to support and laugh with you when you're like when you're literally causing harm to a community by saying the things that you say. I can't rock with that because it's like, bro, you know what you're doing. You're not stupid. Like, fam, like, I don't care if you had a trans white woman friend. You had a Caitlin. That's fine. There right. are plenty of Shamikas that need your help that you just like you can't that whole gay yeah. or black we don't it's the same i'm not yeah, i don't get to split that to be off limits and just and like you, you know it, you know when it's like mm, a little too soon when we're laughing right. at something a little bit too soon black trans people are in that box right now it's like it's just yeah. too it's soon. too soon bro it's too, it's soon. Too, too soon like we, soon. we can't mm -mm. Let, let, let's let trans people have rights and Use and, bathrooms and be able and, to have like regular jobs, like career oriented jobs and not just be sex workers because no one wants to hire them. Like, be able to walk outside of the houses and not face violence and or death. And then maybe we can make a joke or two. I, I, I agree. I'm with that. It's a little too I'm soon. with that. Too it's soon. a little too soon. Smidget. <sighs> well, shout out Darnell. I appreciate you too, big brother. I enjoyed our show tonight. You guys were running a little bit over, but again, great dialogue with you, JC. Um, it's always great to hear your perspective on some of these topics, which is why I'm glad we brought this to the forefront. We brought uh, the Ugandan bill to clap back tonight. Um, but listen, when you're not here and sailing the skies, where can they find you? Uh that's a great question. I I like my mind farted real fast. So um, <laughs> you have an Instagram, right? What's your right? I do have an Instagram. Thank you so much. Um, I have an Instagram. Oh, at the OVT Network. <laughs> at the OVT Network on all social medias. Um, my personal Instagram is JC from the OVT. I keep it simple. That's it. That's all I got. That's it. That's all you got. All right. That's well, you guys know who I am. I'm Jules Jesse. You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Treasure of J U L E S. I want to give a special thank you to Besa and Cuddy for always coming through and making sure Clapback Culture runs right here on the network of Converge Media. Until then, you guys pull up next week, same time, same place. Peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents.
Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.